Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood and welcome to Faith and Family. We are real excited today to have back as our special guest, Dr. Anthony Jay, who is the author of a new book, Estro Generation, How Estrogenics Are Making You Fat, Sick, and Infertile. We're going to be talking about how certain plastics and chemicals and even plants can totally disrupt your body's hormonal system, and this is really something essential for your body's health. Dr. J earned his BA from Ave Maria University. He doubled major in biology and theology, and just to keep him busy, he double minored in classics and chemistry. He went on to work in the area of brain research and disease, earning a degree in biochemistry from Boston University School of Medicine. He's currently with the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, researching stem cells, epigenetics, and is the president of the International Medical Research Collaborative. Dr. J, welcome again to Faith and Family. Thanks for having me, Steve. All right, you, you are on to an important topic, and every family that I know of realizes that their family's health is right at the top of concerns. After a concern for the wealth, spiritual welfare and eternal life, your family's health is way up there. You've written a book that has you know, already changed some of my shopping habits and <laughs> is going to continue to change them. But somebody who wasn't with us for the first show, what are these estrogenics, these fake estrogens, if I could term it that way, that are so harmful to us? Yeah, for sure. So these estrogenic chemicals are just basically any chemical, usually industrial chemicals. There's a few in plants and molds, but any chemical that acts like estrogen in your body. And that obviously causes problems with our delicate estrogen balance, our delicate natural estrogen balance. And for example, it lowers testosterone. And that's become a real problem in America. But it also has all these other health implications we talked about in the last episode, like depression and breast cancer and weight gain. So Obviously, it's something you want to avoid. And we talked about a number of sources. Uh, we talked about soy, flax, THC and marijuana, lavender, and all of these things yep. are stored by the body. It's not just like you ingest them and then your body eliminates them in 24 hours and you're on your merry way. You talked about these things actually stay in our bodies. Yeah, and not only that, Steve, they alter these marks on top of your DNA called epigenetics. And it sounds technical, but it's really not. I mean, you know, our DNA obviously gets passed to future generations, and scientists have always known that. But what they didn't know until real recently was that, you know, there's marks on top of the DNA that can be changed. And I like to give the analogy, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll good, explain good. that really yeah. quickly. Yeah, I like to give the analogy of musical notes. So people, you know, if you played Mary Had a Little Lamb or something, just a real simple song, it's just it, 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 it. And it's just black dots on a, on, a, on a staff, on a piece of paper. And you can give that to somebody else. They can play the same song. It's real simple. That's like your DNA. But then epigenetics, these marks on top of your DNA are like chords, right? So it's more complex. There's more complexity, more beauty. And you can also pass on the more complex version of that same song to somebody. So it still has the it still has the Mary Had a Little Lamb, still has the basic melody, but it's got more complexity to it. And that complexity can change. 
And that's the biggest issue, in my opinion, with these chemicals, is they alter your epigenetics. They change those marks, and they can be passed on to future generations of these health problems. I'd like to just talk for a moment to families listening to this, because Dr. J has just hit on something. And and I'll tell you, uh, just my personal reaction, reading this book and talking about its topics with friends and family members, it's so overwhelming that when you're faced with something so overwhelming, so endangering to our health, you just want to give up because these things are everywhere. They're on our lawn. They're in our plants. They're in, in our food. They're in our bottles of milk and everything else. And you might try to say, I'm just, I'm just not going to worry about it. But I have found that parents, when they're told that something they're doing is going to affect their children and perhaps their grandchildren, that's what epigenetics is. Dr. J just told you this thing can go down the generations, and this is critical. Mm-hmm. And what were you yeah, talking fact, about? What kind of gene- – basically you're saying you're, you're, you're passing on genetic defects to future generations of your family. Yeah, and they weren't there to begin with, you know. That's the problem is these chemicals. And, you know, the government's not watching out for us. That's the problem these days is we have to self-educate ourselves on a lot of this because in Europe, almost all of these chemicals I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. uh, and we talked about the last episode, they're illegal in Europe. And that's a pattern I brought out in my book because I wanted to really contrast America versus Europe. And it's amazing when you start looking at the contrast. Even China has some of these chemicals outlawed that are just ubiquitous in America. In China, the polluter, yes. Let's talk about one we didn't get to. You have in your book, Estro Generation, um, a top 10 list, and we covered a number of them. Uh, We just mentioned sunscreens. If you could quickly just hit that again, because a lot of parents want to protect their children, and that's a a good thing to do. But but what about sunscreens? Uh, Do all of them really protect your kids? Yeah, so a sunscreen is a good example of how, you know, if you just go to the store and get whatever sunscreen is there, the cheapest thing that's there, 99% of the time it's got artificial estrogen chemicals. And again, they're totally illegal in Europe. But And the big one is oxybenzone. You usually see that. And oxybenzone is a chemical in this class called benzophenones. And there's another one called 4-methylbenzaldine camphor that you often find. And I hate, I hate to throw these huge terms out, but that's just what they're called. You know, you look on the, okay. but the, the way to avoid it is to get zinc sunscreen. Okay. You can find sunscreen with like 20% zinc and all, and all the rest of the uh, ingredients are natural and that's great. It works better. And it's obviously not harming your health okay. or your children. All right. Uh, I want to talk about BPA. This was kind of one of the big shocks um, for me in your book because I thought I was being really good because I turn my before I buy my water bottles for my bicycle, I look and make sure it says BPA free and I'm good to go. Right. Or maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, that's what most people have been assuming. But there was a research paper that recently came out that's so they were comparing bisphenol A, which is BPA, to bisphenol S, which is BPS, and then there's so, which is almost identical, but it's just slightly changed in the chemistry. And there's a few other ones. There's bis, BPAF, BPF. You know, there's a whole list of them. Obviously, these companies can just keep cycling through. 
So and, and you're just getting the, cousins then, right? Of, exactly. Yeah. And the federal government hasn't done anything, again, to make these illegal. So 17 states have actually come in and made BPA illegal, at least in children's products, like okay. pacifiers. Right. And what happened in those cases, you know, those are good case studies because the companies literally just went in and changed to BPS. So, yeah, BPA is illegal, but then they're using BPS. And that same research paper I was just mentioning, they, they said those chemicals are just as estrogenic, meaning they're just as bad for your health. They, they disrupt your estrogen hormone, your, your hormonal balance, just as much as BPA. Now, here's one that uh, personally I found shocking. I enjoy having one or two beers, and little did I know that this BPA is in beer cans of all things. I couldn't I believe know. this. I actually, I, I had to just kind of double check on you, Dr. J. I'm sorry, but you know, uh, I, I found yeah. a USA Today article, and it says that the blood pressure rose significantly from beer can drinkers in a matter of hours. That was from USA Today reporting and another report from the New York Times. And I think you mentioned in your book that those who drank from cans saw their BPA levels go up 1,600%. Yeah. And what does this do to guys when they're sitting there watching their football game, having a beer from a can lined and and yep. from what i've been able to find every beer can except for maybe one or two uh distillers real small ones have this bpa so what is it doing to the man sitting here watching his ball game oh yeah well scientists are starting to starting to be more honest in research papers professional research papers are using this term feminization of males yes and i mean that pretty much says it all on top of all the other health problems <laughs> but you know it's another irony is that BPA is often used, you know, they, they'll do these studies with transgenerational inheritance, you know, future generations yes. of fish or mm-hmm. mice or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they'll use birth control because obviously that's estrogenic. That's how it's designed. It acts like estrogen because they made it that way. But then they'll also use BPA, you know, and they find the same types of health impacts and they're real adverse, real problematic. Now, soda cans, all well, the aluminum cans are all lined with this yep. BPA then. So you yep. have to really yep. change your shopping habits if you – and again, yeah. this isn't something that just affects you. This will affect your children and, and even your grandchildren, correct? That's true. That's absolutely correct. I went to a talk here at the Mayo Clinic by a scientist who, who studies epigenetics of some of these chemicals. And, in fact, his paper – on epigenetic inheritance, this, this passing the stuff to future generations was the most cited scientific research paper in the world from 2004 to 2008. And, and it was about this exact topic. And it's crazy because a lot of the public don't even, aren't even aware of this, you know, this problem, but the scientists are starting to wake up. And this guy, this researcher, you know, I, of course, during the Q and A asked him, well, what do you do to kind of protect your family against mm-hmm. this? He, he filters the whole, he filters his entire house. So he buys one of these big water filters. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't go to that extreme, but I definitely want people to filter their water. And because that removes the chemicals and definitely don't drink out of these bottles, right? That are coated with BPA, the aluminum cans that are coated with BPA, you know, just use glass, stainless steel, mm-hmm. 
and then filter your drinking water with what, charcoal filters. What about plastic water bottles? People are turning to that as a health alternative to drinking sodas. Yeah, no, I avoid them. And even if they didn't have bisphenol chemicals, they almost always have phthalates. And that's spelled P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S, phthalates. And phthalates are just as estrogenic, if not worse, than BPA. And, you know, I mean, for example, plastic number one is polyethylene terephthalate. You know, that's that's what it's made from. And, and a lot of people... A lot of chemists, they'll, they'll tell you, oh, but it doesn't leach, you know, because all the, com- the chemicals are all linked together. Well, that's what they said about BPA. <laughs> they used to say BPA doesn't leach because all the bisphenol A chemicals are linked together. But there's always free BPA molecules. It's, there's always leaching. Wow. All right. The last yeah. one that uh, on your list of 10, you mentioned birth control as particularly dangerous in relating to these uh, hormonal disruptions, and it's kind of easy to see how birth control, once you think of, I mean, if a beer can can do it for you, inadvertently, so yep. to speak, what about birth control? Yeah, well, mo- most people, I think there's some awareness now, but most people don't realize how much is in the water, because some scientists have tried to kind of downplay that, and and what they do is they go in the middle of nowhere in Iowa or somewhere and they, they test the water and they say, see, there's no birth control. But every time they do a good study that's done in a big city mm-hmm. in the United States and China and Europe, whatever, they find extremely high levels of birth control in the drinking water. Oh my. And it's because our, we're not filtering it out. You know, we're, we're killing bacteria and virus with these chlorines and these chemicals. We're okay. good at killing things and removing big you know, cells and organisms, but we're, okay. not, we're not removing the birth control. And what's crazy about it is... Even if you live in the middle of nowhere in Iowa, you still have to filter your water because there's atrazine. There's this herbicide that's estrogenic out there. Ah, uh, I remember. So yeah, yeah, I remember seeing yep. the map of the U.S. and of course the yep. the corn and wheat belts are filled with atrazine pollution in the drinking water. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, it's, it's crazy. But what about the birth control so pill itself? What will that do? Well, to yeah, them? I mean. Well, the funny thing is, if you go to the doctor, he'll he'll probably tell you it's not, you know, there's potentially almost no risk and all this. And they oftentimes talk about this quote-unquote benefit of protecting against uh, certain types of cancer. Okay. And like ovarian cancer, mm-hmm. but the but the protection in these studies is less than one percent. It's like half a percent or something. All right. I mean, just barely, barely a blip. But then what's funny is, I mean, it's not funny. It's actually really the opposite of funny. But uh, birth control increases your risk for breast cancer, for example, you know, at least quadruple that, at least quadruple that supposed benefit, 1% to 3% usually. And, you know, and there's all these other health problems like depression, increased depression, certainly increased blood clotting and immune system problems. And oftentimes, again, the doctors aren't even mentioning that. And what's, what's interesting about estrogen in general is scientists call it immunosuppressive and immunostimulative, <laughs> which if you think about it, that's really confusing, right? We're suppressing our immune system and we're stimulating it. I mean, okay. that doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, it's difficult that's to just what we find. wrap your head around that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just the way we, that's just what we find in studies. 
it's immunomodulating. It somehow modulates our immune system. So as you can imagine, you start taking birth control, you disrupt that modulation. You start getting blood clotting. You start getting weird immune system problems. And I think the reason it's so, you know, it's such a delicate balance there is because uh, when a woman is pregnant, obviously her body can't destroy the fetus. It does, you don't want to perceive that fetus as, you know, an invading organism, which it's not, you know, and, and destroy it. Your immune system potentially could destroy the baby. So it has to suppress the immune system, right? But then if you have a virus or a bacteria, you have to have a heightened immune system. So I think that's where the immunostimulating and immunosuppressing you know, properties come in. But of course, these artificial estrogens throw that off. Ah, uh, okay. So your body has a balance, but when you overload it, then it goes haywire one direction or another. Or maybe both. Yeah, that's why sometimes you... No, exactly. And that's why it's hard to predict. And it sometimes changes the data. And sometimes you see, you know, like things like lavender improving in the immune system because it's hard to predict. But I don't like to go that route because it's risky in terms of fertility and feminization and all these other problems. Because, and I keep mentioning, I, I should say with feminization, it goes beyond physical things. It, it actually changes your brain. You know, scientists have been looking more and more into, uh, you know, brain differences. And it's it's funny because so many people in the culture are trying to say, you know, like, there's no difference between men and women. But then the researchers are coming out and saying, look at how distinct just the brain changes are. You know, it's something where you wouldn't even think there would be differences. There's a lot of differences, and these chemicals can change the brain to make it more femi feminized in, ma in males and men. I am talking with Dr. Anthony Jay. We're talking about his new book, Estrogeneration, How Estrogenics Are Making You Fat, Sick, Infertile, and Many Other Things. And Dr. Jay has a website that I recommend. It's ajconsultingcompany.com. It's a little long. I'll do it again. ajconsultingcompany.com. Dot com. And if anything you've heard here today you want to hear more about, he has an excellent set of video podcasts. They're only about five or six minutes long each, but they uh, tear into a topic. And whatever he is saying, he begins with peer-reviewed scientific medical research. This isn't just something he's just rolling off the top of his his head to you but it's it's something that comes from the research field so you want to get a copy of that and you want to get a copy of his book Estro Generation because one of the valuable things uh, that he offers on his website is um, is a section entitled what I use in other words products he uses to avoid all of these things and then in his book I think it's very good coaching because um, a lot of times uh, information simply becomes an overload without a plan of implementing it. And he's got a bronze, silver, and gold plan. Dr. J, describe why you did those three plans and what they are. Yeah, thanks, Steve. And, and just so, so I don't get a million emails, because I oftentimes <laughs> do, I'm really, I'm really glad you brought up uh, my website and the what I use component of it. It's ajconsultingcompany.com slash what I use, all one word. 
And that's where people can find it, just the, the products, the personal care products and things that I use. So I'm glad you brought that up because I do often get a million emails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is and that right? I have that there. Okay. Well, yeah. by the and way, that's a good, that's a good uh, thing. I have to mention your number one soap was um, Kirk's yep. soap. Um, yep. that, that was developed by my family uh, way back. Oh, I don't wow. have any interest. Don't worry. There's no. Oh, uh, cute. Yeah, but my <laughs> my maternal uh, or fraternal grandmother was Hazel Kirk. And uh, came yep. from the Kirk family. Oh. Yeah. So I was really glad. And it's and I've started using Kirk soap before I read your book. So I was like, whew, at least I got oh, through yeah. number one, yeah, yeah. you know. So I, I have a <laughs> well, lot of others the, the to thing go. I focus, yeah. All right. But you're. No, the, well, the thing I focus on is the price point, too. I don't want something that's too expensive. Yes, yes. And by the but, way, anybody yeah, uh, wants any of the links and the websites or even what I use section can always email us here at the Family Life Center. Simply ask the host at gmail.com and just. I want Dr. J's what I use list or something like that. We can email you the link uh, anytime. So that's we can save Dr. J from being overburdened with web links. But let's go into those three um, type of plants because uh, yeah. this is an overwhelming topic because these things are everywhere disrupting and poisoning yep. us and even tr transferring genetic defects to future generations. So rather than freezing you have a three-step plan and, and anybody can step Correct. in and, and either three describe what they are yeah for sure so i mean the whole purpose of my book was to make it simple for normal people not to just write a book for scientists or really a, techn a technical book and the plans are, is part of that because you know i mean some people they're on a really tight budget they're in college or or whatever and so they want you know they want what's the bare minimum that i should do in terms of my health, but, you know, but I don't want to go too extreme. Well, that's the lowest level plan that I have, right? The bronze plan. But then, you know, for most people, I kind of recommend a mid range plan, which is the silver plan. Okay. And I'll get, to, I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. And then the gold level plan would be somebody who's maybe predisposed to breast cancer, uh, professional athlete. I do consulting with a lot of people on the Minnesota twins and a few other professional athletes. So obviously, if you're a professional athlete, you don't want to be taking a lot of estrogen chemicals. <laughs> and it's amazing how many of them do. And, you know, like, for example, red food coloring, we didn't even mention, is an artificial estrogen. And these people are drinking these Powerades with red, artificial red food dye, and they're basically doping with estrogen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So anyways, the, so that's kind of the plan. I mean, the, the plans are set up to make it, you know, accessible for normal people. But then if you want to get real extreme, you go to the gold level plan. And so the, first, the foundation of all these plans is to avoid these chemicals. And that, that's kind of assumed. And, but how do you do that? I mean, specifically, you filter your water. Every plan includes that. You always need to filter your water. What and do there's you some use? variability out there. What yeah, exactly. Use? There's variability with the filters. I use a Berkey filter, it's called. Okay. Um, it's stainless steel. It's kind of cumbersome, but it's amazing. The water tastes really good. I, I include a fluoride filter, so I get the fluoride out of there. Good. But it still has the minerals, mm -hmm. and it, it is amazing how much better it tastes than just normal filtered water. Okay. Um, because it has a little bit of a mineral flavor to it. And, you know, our population is so deficient in magnesium that I think that that is an important component. But, 
but I, I'm okay with just about any filter. Most of them have, but they have to have charcoal. And most okay. of them do. They have to have activated charcoal. All right. Okay. So that's pretty, that's pretty simple. Um, definitely avoid plastic whenever you can. And, you okay. know, you don't have to be just completely consumed by that because it's almost impossible to completely eliminate it. But, but you know, whenever you can, use glass. Like in your Tupperware, use stainless steel if, you, if you're going on a bike ride or whatever. Again, if you can. And, mm-hmm. But certainly don't heat your food in plastic. You know, all the plans <laughs> say that because okay. there's just no, there's no way you should be heating it. Okay. Um, you're just increasing the leaching. I, have um, a... I worry about finger. Okay, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I have a question about milk. You know, so many kids drinking yep. milk. And, yep. you know, from reading your book, I, I get it. The, the plastic jugs are not a great idea. Are the carton... Uh, jugs of milk any better than the plastic ones or are they both bad no no those are they're coating those with plastics on the oh, side of paper. Gee. so i mean nobody's yeah. putting milk in bottles anymore is this a uh i know this is kind of an unexplored oh, area issue. yeah okay well no so there yeah there's, that's why there's so much conflict in the research with dairy because right you know it's like how much estrogen is in that dairy and often and they're not quantifying that so it's kind of hit or miss with the studies okay and there are some farmers out there. That's one of the reasons I love the raw milk movement because yes. there's farmers out there that are using glass bottles, and and I mean there's so much health benefit there. But I agree, it's, it's iffy with the dairy in general. Okay, uh, if I can bother you with plastic. another milk yeah. question, because again, with so many sure. families with little kids, um, you mention that farmers are milking pregnant cows which then yep. are overloaded with estrogen and you're getting that in the milk. Yep. So if I go to the market and buy one of these, uh, what I think are better products uh, that say no, no hormones, no antibiotics and such, are those people milking yep. pregnant cows or are those people kind of following a more ethical practice? Boy, I mean, most of them are. So first of all, <laughs> you know, it's hard to tell because the researchers, so the study that that you're mentioning from my book, um, these researchers, they were they were basically explaining that modern cows have been selected so that they continue producing milk even after they're pregnant, and to keep milk production high, uh, farmers uh, impregnate the cows and then they but they keep milking them right up until the delivery oh my. of the calf. Doctor J, I and apologize. Totally, we are just about out of. Out of time, but I know people want to oh, learn yeah. more. Uh, get Doctor Anthony J's book, Estro Generation. His website, ajconsultingcompany.com. A wealth of information that your family needs. I'm Steve Wood, your host. You've been listening to episode 183 of Faith and Family. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org to order copies of Faith and Family broadcasts and to learn more about Catholic family life.